0: What's up, everyone, from all around the world, including Canada, USA, areas of Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. I'm here to help and guide you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, distribute your podcast. Of course, add music intros, outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorship. Isn't that great? It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. Like I always say, if you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcast or host, like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get a head start. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go. Yo, good evening, everyone in the USA, all over the world, Canada, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn Bronx, Manhattan Stand Island, Queens. I'm your man G Money Stacks, aka the Gregonator, misunderstood lonely nomad, youtuber, host with the most the unstoppable independent podcaster and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. You are now listening, tuning in and rocking with the 59th episode of meticulous vibe juice podcast. The review show about the bodies of work in terms of singers, rappers, including TV shows to review movies, games, and much more. We are live and direct from Streamyard youtube and along aside myself is the instagram live feed make sure you turn on the notifications so you can be reminded of when i'm going to be on instagram live because i'm going to be doing more of these um on a weekly basis so if you have any comments that you want to chime in on in terms of this in terms of the uh the the topics that's going to be reviewed feel free to jump into the comments below and also do the same for YouTube. Make sure you grab that subscribe button and tap the no-ny no bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream, upcoming episodes, more video content, previous episodes, leave a like and a comment. Um share the videos, share the episodes. Um and I'll go over the rest of the uh the rest of the stuff at the end of the show, which is the auto streaming platforms and stuff. So there you go, right there. Um all right. Um real quick as far as like how I'm doing mentally, physically, and spiritually today I'm I'm all right so far. Um yeah, just trying to um hang in there as far as like um me addressing what went down um in episode 58 in case you guys didn't know I was addressing something that was pertaining to not just it was pertaining to not just the numbers, but the amount of men that has been listening to the episodes, but not, but not really the women, but in the same token, this is not what this is about today today. We are going to be having some two movies to review and we're going to be reviewing um some music artists today. But first, we're going to the Chillax Man Cave Popcorn Lounge. And now, first film we're going to review today is, of course, Men in Black. Yes, here we go. <clears throat> so, of course, Men in Black came out in 1997, which is an American um, science fiction action comedy film directed by Barry um, Sonnenfeld. Produced by Walter F. Parks and Laurie McDonald and written by Ed Solomon, loosely based on the Men in Black comic book series created by Laurel Laurel Cunningham and Sandy um, Caruthers. The film stars Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith as two agents of a secret organization called the Men in Black, who supervise extraterrestrial life forms who live on Earth and hide their existence from ordinary humans the film featured the creature effects and makeup of Rick Baker and visual effects by industrial light and magic and yeah yeah um so obviously um Yeah, obviously, as I said, Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, Linda, um, uh, Fiorentino, Vincent D. Onofrio, and Rip Tom. <laughs> um, the film was released in the United States on July second, nineteen ninety-seven. Columbia Pictures and grossed over um five hundred and eighty-nine point three million dollars worldwide against a 90 million dollar budget becoming the year's third grossest film third highest grossing film it received positive reviews with critics praising its script set pieces and and the performances of jones and smith so the Hold on a second, hold on a second. The film received three Academy Award nominations, Best Art Direction, Best Original Score, and Best Makeup, winning the latter award. The film spawned the Men in Black franchise, including two sequels, Men in Black 2 and Men in Black 3, which I will go over, which I will go over at the, I will go over that next, and as well as the Men in Black, um, international so here we go um all right so obviously of course the music behind this two different soundtracks for the film were released a score soundtrack featuring music composed by Danny Elfman and an album of songs used in and inspired by the film featuring Will Smith's original song men in black based on the film's plot Elfman's music was called uh, Rousing by the Los Angeles Times. Um, Variety called the film a technical marvel, giving special credit to Elfman's Always Lively score. Elfman was nominated for Best Original Musical or Comedy Score at the 70th Academy Awards for his score. Elvis Presley's cover of Promised Land is featured in the scene where the MIB's car runs on the ceiling of Queens Midtown Tunnel. Oh, wow. (laughs) Now we go to the reception. All right, so according to the box office records, um, Men in Black grossed $250.6 million in the United States and Canada and $338.7 million in other territories for a worldwide total of $589.3 million. The film grossed a record $10.7 million in its opening weekend in Germany, beating the record held by Independence Day. Um, Despite its grosses, writer Ed Solomon has said that Sony claims the film has never turned a profit, which is attributed by Hollywood Accounting. Critical response. On on review aggregation website Rotten Tomatoes, Men in Black holds an approval rating of 92% based on 89 reviews, and an average score of 7.50 out of 10. The site's critical consensus reads, in quote, thanks to a smart script, spectacular set pieces, and charismatic performances from its leads, Men in Black is an entirely satisfying summer blockbuster hit. On Metacritic, the film has a weighted average of, a rated average score of 71 out of 100, based on 22 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of b on an a to f scale. Gene Sisko of the Chicago Tribune gave the film three and a half stars out of four, praising the film as smart, as a smart, funny, and hip adventure film in a summer of car wrecks and explosions. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film three stars out of four, giving particular praise to the film's um, self-reflective humor and Rick Baker's alien creature designs. Um, Janet Maslin, reviewing for the New York Times, wrote, the film is actually a shade more um, deadpan and peculiar than such across the board marketing makes it uh, sound. It's also extraordinarily ambitious with all-star design and special effects talent and a genuinely artful visual style. As with the Adams Family films and Get Shorty, which were more overtly funny than the sneakily subtle Men in Black, Mr. Sonnefield, um, takes off-beat genre material and makes it baldy mainstream. Uh, writing for Variety, Todd McCarthy ex- acknowledged the film was witty and sometimes surreal um, sci-fi comedy in which he praised the visual effects, baker's creature design, and Elfman's musical score. However, he felt the film doesn't manage to sustain this level of um, inventiveness, delight, and surprise throughout the remaining two-thirds of the picture. Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly graded the film a C+. Writing Men in Black celebrates the triumph, triumph of attitude over everything else, plausibility, passion, any sense that were what were watching actually matters. The aliens for all their slimy visual zest aren't particularly scary or funny. Um, and so the joke of watching Smith and Jones crack wise in their faces quickly wears thin. John, um, John Hartle of the Seattle Times claimed the film is moderately amusing, well-constructed, and mercifully short, but it falls to deliver, no, excuse me, fails to deliver um, on zanniness of its first half. Um, while he was complimentary of the film's first half, he concluded where somewhere around the mid, Midpoint, they run out of energy and invention. Even the aliens, once they stop their shape shifting ways and settle down to to appear as themselves, begin to look familiar. Now we go to the accolades. So, Men in Black won Academy Award for Best Makeup and was also nominated for Best Original Score and Best. Art Direction. It was also nominated for the Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Uh, Academy Awards for Best Art Direction, Bo Welch and Cheryl um, Karasik got a nomination. Of course, Best Makeup, um, Rick Baker and David Leroy Anderson won that award. Best Original Musical or Comedy Score, Danny Elfman got a nomination. Golden Globe Awards, Best Comedy or Musical, uh, got a nomination. Um, BAFTA Awards, Best Special Effects, got a nomination. Best Science Fiction Film won. Uh, and this is the Saturn Awards. Best Director, Barry Sunfield. uh, Best Writing, S. Solomon. Best Actor, Will Smith. Best Appointed After, Vincent D Arnold All three got nominations. And the other two, Danny Elfman and Vincent Vincent Um D. Arnold won that one for Best Appointed After and Best Music. Best makeup and best special effects got a nomination. So On Empire's magazine, magazine's list of the 500 greatest movies of all time, Men in Black placed 409th. Uh, Following the film's release, Ray Ban's stated sales of their Predator 2 sunglasses uh, tripled to five million dollars. Um. Okay. So. So we're gonna go to the sequels. Okay, Men in Black 2. Obviously, um, is a is a 2002 science fiction, action comedy film directed by Barry Sonnenfeld and written by Robert Gordon and Barry Finaro It is the second film in the original trilogy and a sequel to Men in Black, which in turn. Is loosely based on the marvel comic series men in black the men in black by lowell cunningham the film stars obviously tommy lee jones and will smith reprising their roles from the first film with laura flynn Boyle, johnny knoxville from the jackass movies <laughs> rosario dawson um tony um Shahoud, and Rip with tom, rip, rip tom No, actually, Rip Torn is the name. Um, In supporting roles, it is also the final appearance of Tom in the series as he died on July 9th, 2019. (laughs) The film centers on Agent J trying to find and recruit Agent K back into the organization because only K knows how to deal with the latest threat of Earth's security. But restoring that knowledge requires restoring the memories Jay White from K's mind at the end of the previous film. Um, So obviously, everybody's there. So I already mentioned it. So Men in Black 2 was released worldwide on July 3rd, 2002, by Columbia Pictures. Receiving mixed reviews from critics, engrossing $441.8 million against a budget of $140 million. The film was following by Men in Black 3, which I will review next in 2012, and a spinoff on Men in Black International in 2019. Uh, let's see. The so all of these tracks is by Danny Elfman. Oh wow, damn, that's crazy, man. Anyway, so we go to the reception. Um, let's go there. Um, released theatrically on July third. 2002, Men in Black 2 was number one on its opening weekend, grossing $52,148,751. Beating out the Powerpuff Girls movie, it would go to, on to compete against other summer films like Lilo and Stitch, Mr. Deeds, and Minority Report the film held the number one position in its second weekend with revenue of twenty-four million four hundred ten and 311 million dollars a 53.2 percent decrease from the previous weekend the third weekend saw a 40.4 percent decrease with box office of 14 million five hundred and fifty two thousand three hundred and thirty five million dollars coming in at number three in its fourth weekend the the film was at fourth place with revenue of eight million four hundred seventy seven two hundred and two um million dollars so men in black two fell out of the top ten after five weekends after 62 days of release in North America, Men in Black Two had grossed 190 um, million, dollars. Forty-three point one percent of its film's worldwide revenue of four hundred and forty-one um, million eight hundred and eighteen thousand eight hundred and three um dollars. Came from North America. Critical response on Rotten Tomatoes: Men in Black 2 has an approval rating of 39% on 197 reviews, with an average rating of 5.3 out of 10. The site's critical consensus reads: "Lacking the freshen, excuse me, the freshness of the first movie, MIB 2 recycles elements from its predecessor with mixed results." Give me one second. Stay with me, folks. All right, um, yes, the site's critical consensus read lacking the freshness. Of the first movie, yeah, I did read that part. Um, on Metacritic, the film has weighed a weighted average score of forty-nine out of one hundred, based on reviews from thirty-seven critics, indicating mixed or average reviews. Audiences poked by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of B plus on an A plus to F scale. Um. A.L. Scott of the New York Times said, within the tr- trivial, um, uh, uh, what is it, Engra- ingratiating scope of its ambition, the sequel is pleasant enough and noting the vast array of aliens designed by Rick Baker said that the film really belongs to Mr. Baker. A review in The Hindu called the film Worth viewing once. A review of Digital Media FX magazine praised the spaceships as looking realistic, but criticized many of the simpler visual effects, such as the moving backgrounds composited behind the car windows using blue screen. Uh, Yeah, which it called a throwback to the special effects of early. Earlier decades. In August two thousand two, Entertainment Weekly placed the Worm Guys (laughs) among their list of the best old no, excuse me, CG characters, and said that enlarging the roles of Frank and Frank the Pug and the Worm Guys in Men in Black Two. Was beneficial for the tiring franchise. The film was nominated for a Visual um, Effects Society Award for Best Visual Effects in a Visual Effects Driven Motion Picture, but lost to The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. The film also entered a Razzie Award nomination for Laura Flynn Boyle as Worst Supporting Actress. Damn! Saying is it so um all right so men in black 3 um came out in 2012 an american science fiction action comedy film directed by Barry Sonnenfeld and starring Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones and Josh Brolin it is the third installment in the men in black Um, film series and the final film in the original trilogy which is loosely based on the comic book series the man in black by look Cunningham it was released 15 years after the original men in black 1997 and 10 years after the the first sequel uh, men in black 2 Sonnefield and Steven Spielberg returned as director and executive producer respectively in the film Boris the animal and old enemy of agent K escapes from prison and travels back in time to kill the younger um, K in order to allow his species a ruthless alien race known as uh, um, Bogodites To attack earth this Forces agent J to go back in time and team up with K's younger self to save his partner and the world. With a budget of over um, US $215 million, it it is not only one of the most expensive films ever made, but also the most expensive comedy film made as of 2012. Yeah um so Men in black 3 was released on may 25th 2012 by columbia pictures and grossed over 624 million dollars worldwide making it the 10th highest grossing film of 2012. unadjusted for inflation it is the highest grossing film in the series the film also received generally positive reviews from critics who praised it as an improvement over its predecessor. A spinoff film in the series Men in Black International was released on June 14, 2019, will be next. And, and, of course, the soundtrack to the movie uh, was... Composed by Danny Elfman and was released on May 29th, 2012, four days after the film. The song Back in Tune by rapper Pitbull was not which was not included on the film soundtrack, but um, accompanies the end credits of the film was released as a single on March 26th, 2012. Give me a second, folks. Okay It is the first least single Released to accompany a men in black film not to be performed by Will Smith There were also many songs from the 1960s that featured including 2000 light years from home by the Rolling Stones I'm waiting for the man by the velvet underground strange brew by cream (laughs) pictures pictures of mastic man by um status quo oh wow wait a minute man yeah so um MIB-3 grossed $179 million in the U.S. and Canada and $445 million in other countries for a worldwide total of $624 million. It had a worldwide opening weekend of $189.9 million and had the biggest worldwide IMAX Memorial Day weekend. Um... million million dollars 474 theaters surpassing the previous year's record of pirates of the caribbean on stranger tides in north america mib3 earned 1.55 million dollars during its midnight run from 2233 locations on its opening day, the film debuted at the top of the box office, grossing $17.7 million, including midnight grosses. Uh, this was slightly lower than the opening days of its predecessors. During its three-day opening weekend, it topped the box office with $54.6 million, which was higher than the opening weekends of the two, week, two previous weeks. Films. The movie then earned an additional fourteen point seven million on Memorial Day, um, bringing its four-day weekend total to sixty-nine point three million dollars. The opening weekend audiences was fifty-four percent male and fifty-six percent over the age of twenty-five. The film received a B plus at CinemaScore, it remained in first place at the North American box office for one week. Outside North America, MIB-2, no, excuse me, MIB-3 is the highest grossing film of the Men in Black franchise and the 10th highest grossing 2012 film. It made $135.3 million on its opening weekend from 85 territories. Its highest-grossing openings were recorded in China, twenty-one point seven million dollars, and Russia and the CIS, sixteen point nine million dollars. It was the it was in first place at the box office outside North America for two consecutive weekends. Okay, critical response. Here we go. Um, a Rotten Tomatoes the film holds. approval rating of 68 based on 251 reviews with an average rating of 6.1 out of 10. the site's critical consensus reads it isn't exactly a persuasive argument for the continuation of the franchise but Men in black 3 is better than its predecessor and managed to exceed expectations on metacritic the film has a weighted average score of 58 out of 100 based on 38 critics indicating mixed or average um reviews audiences polled by cinema score gave the film an average grade of b plus on an a plus to f scale the same score earned by the first two films roger Ebert gave the film three out of four stars in particular, praising Brolin's role in as the young Agent K, which he cited as an excitement example of good casting. Ebert also praised the in, ingenious plot, bizarre monsters, audacious cliffhanging, and the virtual virtual so final sequence. Richard Roper gave the film three point four out of five stars while saying it's that rare threequel that doesn't suck. Great special effects, surprising amount of hearts. A.O. Scott of the New York Times also gave it 3.5 out of its five stars Um, and commented, Men in Black 3 arrives in multiplexes of the world with no particular gender, which may be part of the reason that it turns out to be so much fun, Lisa Schwartzbaum of Entertainment Weekly noted. Sonerfield and Cohen moved their baby along with their um, with an integrity um, and gate that. Um, hold on a second, folks. Gate that ought to serve as a blueprint for other filmmakers faced with the particular challenges of reviving big ticket and time dated hunks of pop culture. Rafer Guzman of Newsday wrote, the franchise is no longer the zent of blockbusterism and the gooey effects from Hollywood veteran Rick Baker look overly familiar, but Men in Black 3 remains and a comedy with some fondly familiar faces. Director Paul Thomas Anderson praised the film saying it was it was fucking great. Um the time travel stuff made me cry my eyes out. I'm a sucker for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Renee oh, Renee Rodriguez of the Miami Herald gave the film one out of four stars and stated Men in Black 3 is so dull and empty. It's the first movie that has ever made me think, thank God, this is in 3D. Okay. Um, hold on a second. Now we're gonna go to Men in Black International. All right, so all right, Men in Black International is a 2019 american science fiction action comedy film directed by f gray gray and written by art uh, markham and matt holliday it is the fourth movie in the men in black film series serving as a standalone sequel as set in the same universe as the previous films it is the first film in the series to not feature Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones as the main characters it is loosely based on the Malibu Marvel comic book series of the same name by L- Lowell Cunningham the film stars Chris Hemsworth Tessa Thompson Kumel Um, um Namjiani Um, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Rafe Spall, uh, Lauren and Larry um, Burgess, and Liam Neeson. Emma Thompson uh, reprises her role from the third film, while Tim Blainley returns to voice Frank the Pig from the first two installments. The film follows the Men in Black um, taking on his biggest threat are more in the agency. Mm. Okay, talks of the fourth Men in Black film began after the release of Men in Black 3 in 2012. In February 2018, Hemsworth signed on to lead a spinoff while Grey was hired to direct and Thompson joined the cast of the following month. Filming took place in New York City morocco italy and london from july to august no excuse me to october 2018. men in black international was theatrically released in the united states on june 14 2019 by sony pictures releasing under its columbia pictures label the film was a box office disappointment and received generally negative reviews which criticized the lackluster action and forgettable plot, although the chemistry between Hemsworth and Thompson were praised. Reception. Box office, uh, Men in Black International grossed 80 million in the United States and Canada and 173.9 million dollars in other territories for a worldwide total of 253.9 million dollars. With a budget, no, excuse me, with a pr- production budget of 94 to 110 million dollars, and an additional estimated 120 million spent on marketing and inciner- ancillary market revenue, it was estimated that the film would have needed to gross 200 to three, no, 220 to 300 million dollars worldwide in order to. Break even in the United States and Canada, Men in Black International was released along Shaft as well as the wide expansion of Late Night and was projected to gross 30 to 40 million from 4,224 theaters in its opening weekend. The film made 10.4 million on its first day, including 3.1 million from Thursday night previews. It went on to debut to thirty million, topping the weekend box office, but coming in below expectations. This debut made it the first film in the series not not op- not to open above fifty million dollars. The underwhelming uh, opening was blamed on the dated franchise, poor critical reviews, and audience anticipation for other upcoming big releases toy story 4 and spider-man far from home the film fell 64 percent in the second weekend to 10.7 million finishing fourth and then made 6.7 million dollars and it's third weekend finishing in sixth place worldwide the film was released concurrently with the united states and 50 additional countries and was projected to grow 70 to 85 million dollars for a worldwide debut of 100 to 115 million dollars and ended up making 73.7 million overseas and 102.2 million globally um finishing first in 36 of the markets it underperformed in asian countries like china 26.3 million and South Korea 4.9 million due to um, poor word of mouth similar to the U.S. Although it finished in first in Mexico, 3.9 million. Brazil, 1.8 million dollars. Russia, 5.1 million dollars. And the UK, 3.4 million dollars. Australia, 2.6 million. And France, 2.5 million dollars. All right. Um, all right. Critical response. Um, Rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes. The film has an approval rating of twenty-three based on three hundred and eighteen reviews, with an average rating of four point five out of ten. The website's critical consensus reads: um, "Amiable yet forgettable. MIB International grinds its stars' substantial chemistry." through the gears of a franchise, running low on reasons to continue. On Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 38 out of 100, based on 51 critics, indicating generally unfavorable reviews. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of B on an a to F scale. The lowest score of the franchise, uh, while those at, Post track gave it a 72 overall positive score and a 46 definite um, recommend. <sighs> Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian called it Men in Black making another intensely tiresome and pointless reappearance and gave the film one out of five stars. Peter de Bruges a variety said that the connection between tessa thompson and Hemsworth is what saves the day not anything that characters do on screen and call the film itself amusing if uneven michael phillips of the chicago tribune gave the film 2.5 out of 4 stars writing men in black international isn't bad it's an improvement over men in black 2 and men in black 3. secrets that even its makers may have forgotten as a species we appeared destined to revisit the basic concept and renew the hunt for fresh variations on the zingy disarming first picture, which brought the lower Cunningham comics to the screen so sh- shrewdly and well in 1987. Okay. Our next our next one. Next one is. Now, before I even go over to 2, I want to review the. Uh, I want to review the. Uh, hold on. I know there was a the first one. There was a the first one, I believe. There was a the first one, I forget. I didn't even know there was a the first one. Was it? Okay, let's go to the first one. All right, so Clerks is a 1994 um, American um, black and white comedy, buddy film written and produced and directed by Kevin Smith and starring Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson. Hold that thought. All right, um, yeah, it presents a day in the lives of store clerks, Dante Hicks and Randall Graves and their acquaintances. It is the first of Smith's view, um, what is it? View ask, ask, uh, what is it, ask Ken, Kenniverse, Ask Kenniverse films, and introduces several recurring characters, notably Jay and the Sound of Bob, which I don't know why, but <laughs> I digress. Oh, so it starts, yeah, Brian um, O'Harran, O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, Marilyn um, um, Giglotti, Giglotti. Jason Mewes and Lisa Spooner. Um, obviously, so the budget was two twenty-seven thousand five hundred seventy-five dollars, at two hundred seventy no, two hundred thirty thousand dollars. Box office three point two million dollars. Clerks was shot for $27,250. 575 in the convenience and video stores where director Smith worked in real life upon its theatrical release it received generally positive reviews and grossed over 3 million in theaters launching Smith's career it is considered a landmark in independent filmmaking and in 2019 was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as culturally historically and anesthetically significant uh, let's see let's go to the uh, alright box office so here we go um, clerks became a surprising success at the beating no, excuse me, after it was taken by Miramax Films and grossed over $3 million in the United States, despite never playing on more than 50 theater screens in the United States at the same time. Here we go again with the fucking word cult clerks was well received by critics and developed by cult following which i don't understand why you would call it that fucking morons on rotten tomatoes it currently has an 89 um percent certified fresh rating based on 57 reviews with an average rating of 7.50 out of 10. <clears throat> The website's critical consensus reads: With its quirky um, characters and clever, quotable dialogue, Clerks is the ultimate um, clarion um, call for slackers everywhere to unite and all do something. We guess on Metacritic, the film was the film has a weighted average score of seventy out of one hundred, based on seventeen critics, indicating. Um, generally, federal reviews. In his 1994 review, Clark's Roger Ebert gave the film three stars out of a possible four. Ebert praised the film for intensely depicting a full day of utterly authentic middle class life, adding, Within the limitations of his bare bones productions, Smith allows the great intervention, a natural fee for human comedy and a knack for writing weird, sometimes brilliant dialogue. Peter um, Travers gave the film four out of four stars, calling attention to Anderson's deadpan comic brilliance, and writing that Smith nails the obsessive verbal um, wrangling of smart, stalled 20-somethings who can't figure out how to Get their ideas into motion. Well, okay, legacy. Yeah. So when released, when it released, the film was noted for its realism and memorable characters. Kirk won the award of the youth and the Mercedes Benz Award at the 1994 Cannes Film Festival, tied with Fresh for the Filmmaker's um, Trophy at the Sundance Film Festival and was nominated for three Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, In in 2000, readers of Total Film Magazine voted Clerks the 16th greatest comedy film of all time and in 2006, British Film Magazine Empire listed Clerks as the fourth greatest independent film. The film is also Number 33 on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies in 2008, and Entertainment Weekly ranked it 13th on The Cult 25, the essential left field movie hits since 83, and 21st on The Comedy, um, 25 The Funniest Movies of the Past 25 Years, also in 2008. Empire named it one of their 500 greatest movies of all time, placing it 361st on the, on the list. The film was also one of the 500 films nominated on, no, for a spot on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Laughs, but failed to make it the make the top 100. The film was also included in the book. 1001 movies you must see before you die damn damn oh ah! um, <laughs> I can't believe this shit man oh so the soundtrack was released on October 11th 1984 it was composed of various and new and previously released songs by alternative rock grunge and punk rock artists such as Bad Religion, <laughs> Love Amongst Friends, Allison James Damn, and Soul Asylum. Oh shit. Oh man. The soundtrack also featured various sound clips from the film. It has been noted that Clerks is one of, one of the very few films in which the cost of obtaining the rights to the music used was a great portion of the production cost for the entire film um the soul silent song can't even tell which was played over the films and credits and featured on the soundtrack peaked at number 16 on the billboard hot um, modern rock tracks chart in 1984 the music video for a song was directed by smith and was filmed in the same locations as the film the video featured smith jason muse jeff anderson and brian o'halloran reprising their roles from clerks another song which appeared on the soundtrack was got me wrong by alice in Chains, which had Previously been released on the band's extended play Sap. The song was issued as a single in the late 1994 due to renewed radio interest from the song's appearance in Clerks. The song peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot Mainstream Rock Tracks and number 22 on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks in early 1995. Well damn they really um oh boy Interesting Well damn I didn't even know they had all this um let's go to Clerks 2 Alright Hold on Yeah, sorry about that. Um ass plane. Anyway, Clerks 2 is a 2006 American comedy film written and directed by Kevin Smith. Um, The sequel to his 1994 film Clerks and the sixth feature film to be set in view um, Askin, ask Ken, Askiniverse, actually, Sheesh, the film stars Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, Rosario Dawson, Trevor um, Furman, Jennifer um, Schwaback smith Jason Mewes, and Smith, and picks up with the, with the original characters from Clerks, Dante Hicks, Randall Graves, and Jay the Silent Bob 10 years after the events of the first film. Uh, unlike the first film, which was shot in black and white, this film was shot in color. Um, yes, the film screened out of competition at the 2006 Cannes Film Festival and won the audience award at the 2006 Um Annenberg International Film Festival before receiving a theatrical release on July twenty-first, two thousand six to critical and commercial success. Um grossing twenty-seven million dollars worldwide from a five million dollar budget. All right. Um yeah, wait a second. That's that's interesting right there. And um, there's a possible, possible, possible um, sequel that's going to be in the works. So um, on February 9th, 2017, Smith revealed on Facebook that although a script had been completed, Clark's 3 has been canceled as one of the four lead opted out of the flick. He later revealed that Jeff Anderson was, one, was the one who opted out on october 1st 2019 smith announced on instagram that clerks 3 was happening and that Anderson agreed to reprise his role as randall it'll be a movie that concludes a saga it'll be a movie about how you are never too old to completely change your life it'll be a movie about how a decade spanning friendship finally confronts the future It'll be a movie that brings us back to the beginning, of uh, return to the candle of civilization in the great state of hashtag New Jersey. It'll be a movie that stars Jeff and Brian, um, Brian, uh, what is it? Brian Cole uh, with me and Jay in supporting roles and it'll be called Clark's 3. Principal's photography began on October second, 2021 in Red Bank, New Jersey, filming wrapped on August thirty-first, 2021. The film is um, scheduled to be released in 2022 by Lionsgate. I will be able to review um, Clark's 3, depending on when it's going to come out. I'm not too sure, so remains to be seen remains to be seen folks all right so so now that we got out the way we're going to go to um we're gonna go to uh, a another segment of the night so get your drinks your water your Gatorade your juices, your sodas, um, whatever drink you desire, and, 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 and enjoy this segment right here called Music Kool-Aid. All right, so MC Light is the first music artist we're going to be reviewing today. So, um Lana Michelle Mora, best, better known by her stage name, MC Light, born October 11th, 1970, is an American rapper, DJ, actress, and entrepreneur. Excuse me. Considered one of the pioneers of female rap. Light first gained fame in the in the late 1980s, becoming the first solo female female rapper to release a full album, with 1988's critically acclaimed Light as a Rock. She released a total of eight eight solo studio albums, 2015's Legend being her latest, and an EP with Almost September. With songs like Cha cha cha, paper thin, 10% disc, roughneck, um, and poor poor Georgie. Um, MC Light became a pioneering figure in hip hop and has been cited as an influence to many female rap figures. She has also had collaborations with mainstream artists such as um uh, Sunit, O'Connor, Jenny Jackson, Brandy Escape, Mary J. Blige, Moby, uh, not to be confused with Moby Dick, folks. <laughs> oh, man. Beyonce <laughs> and Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> in addition to her career as a rapper, she has worked in parallel as a writer and DJ. And has starred in various roles in film and television. MC Light was recognized for her career with the I am Hip Hop Icon Lifetime Achievement from the B.Et Hip Hop Awards and was um, honored at the VH1 Hip Hop Honors. Light has also worked with several charities, including her own foundation, Hip Hop Sisters. Um, let's see. yes um yes she is from flatbush section of brooklyn east flatbush to be exact new york city is where she where she began rapping at the age of 12 and she likes original stage name was sparkle (laughs) she began recording her first track at age 14 although it took two years before it was uh, able to be released um, she regards Mike D and DJ Jizz, the, the hip hop duo Audio 2, as um, totally like her. um, Like her brothers. Because the three grew up together. Audio 2's father, Nat Robertson, started a label for them called First Priority. Um, after making the label, Robinson cut kind a of deal with Atlantic with one condition that white. Right would get a record contract with Atlantic as well okay music career of course from yes the beginnings last rock and eyes on this night from 1987 to 1990 in 1987 at the age of 16 light released her debut single I crammed to understand you Sam being one of the first songs written by you no know, written about the crack era she was 12 years old at this at the time she wrote the song light was also featured in the remix and music video of I want your hands on me by Irish singer Sinéad O'Connor which debuted, debuted in 1988 on MTV in 1988 she released her first album life as a rock which with or uh, with which she became the first female solo artist to release a full album. In addition to I Cram To Understand You Sam, the album features songs like Paper Thin, the song that gives the album its name, and the diss track 10% diss, a response to then um, Herbie um, as our associate Antoinette. Despite not having a great commercial performance, it is considered one of the best and most important rap albums both in the 80s and in history. From the publication of the album, The Village Voice magazine would rate Light as the best female vocalist in hip-hop, which I agree. Less than a year and a half later, Light followed her debut album with the 1989's album Eyes on This. This album, like its predecessor, received a great critical reception and is recognized as a hip-hop classic the album featured the hit single cha-cha-cha um um uh, which spent 18 weeks on the billboard hip-hop singles peaking at number one the socially conscious um cappuccino cappuccino um and a new diss track to her rival Internet shut the f up ho oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh man wow um at the beginning of this that same year white joined stop the virus movement with boogie down productions public enemy and heavy the late great heavy D, among others Together, they released the single "Self-Destruction" in response to violence in hip-hop and African-American communities. The song debuted at number one on the first week on Billboard's Hot Rap Songs. Existence and the proceeds were donated to the National Urban League. In 1990, she became the first rap artist to perform at Carnegie Hall. Um, MC Lights, um, DJ since the start of her career. DJ K Rock is a cousin. Um, Kenneth Moore. Aside from a break in 1992, the two have toured consistently to the present. During that time, she also had her own dancers, Leg One and Leg Two, who performed with her both in shows and in music videos. 1991 to 1995, Act Like You Know and Ain't No Other. Of course, on May 1st, 1991, Light performed on Yo! Unplugged Rap, the first MTV Unplugged to feature rap artists alongside a chart called Quest, De La Soul, and LL Cool Her first performance was praised by Entertainment Weekly's Ken Tucker, who commented, Macy Light performed her song Cappuccino like a rapping Aretha Franklin. Light brought out the soul in her lyrics. In nineteen in September nineteen ninety one, Light released her third album At Like You, featuring a new Jack swing sound. Uh, even though singles, um, Poor Georgie, which uh, which by the way I didn't know Eric Benet, um actually. Uh, sample Sampled that to make his song, Georgie Porgy, <laughs> which is crazy, by the way. And when I, no, excuse me, Um. and when In Love peaked at number one and number three on the hot rap singles respectively, you haven't Felt in the charts only peaking at 100, hashtag number 102. On the billboard 200 and number 14 on the top r b hip-hop albums and reviews were generally mixed that year she also participated in the socially conscious single heal yourself by the collective heal of which stands for human education against lies um, which also included Big Daddy Kane, Boogie Down Productions, Run DMC, Queen Latifah, and Ella Cooja. Between 1981 and 1992, Light participated in the show called The Greatest Rap Show Ever at Madison Square Garden with Public Enemy, You by Nature, Queen Latifah, Ghetto Boys, and DJ Jazzy, Jeff and the Fresh Prince, among others. In the fall of 1991, she also performed in the hip hop special Sisters in the Name of Rap alongside Salt and Pepper, Yo Yo, Queen Latifah, and Roxanne Shantae, among many others. It was recorded at the Ritz in NYC as pay per view TV concert and released as VHS the following year. For 1992, she began work on her next album titled Ain't No Other, released on June 22 22nd nineteen eighty three. on on this album she returned to a more hardcore sound and had better critical and commercial pro- commercial performance following her following this the single Roughneck um, which sold a, a million copies she became the first female rapper to achieve gold certification as a solo artist in addition to earning a Grammy Award nomination in the Best Rap Solo Performance category. White collaborated on pop star hits like Jenna Jackson's You Want This and Brandy's I Want to Be Down, alongside Queen Latifah and Yo-Yo. She also participated in the rap version of Freedom on the soundtrack for the movie Panther. Alongside uh, Michelle, um, I'm not even gonna uh, butcher his name, so. I'm not even gonna try to butcher this name, so let me just uh, so Michelle and D. Gio Cello, Patra, um, Yo-Yo, Latifa, Salt and Pepper, um, and Left Eye Lopez of TLC. Um, during the summer of '94, participated in Janet Jackson's Janet World Tour. In 1984, she also participated in a huge performance on the finale of the Arsenio Hall Show alongside the likes of Karras One, Wu-Tang Clan, Know you By Nature, Guru of Gangstar, Yo-Yo, Das Effects, um, CL Smooth, and A Troco Quest, among others. And of course, um, 1996 to 98, Bad As I Want to Be. And seven to seven in 1996 at the signing with Electra records affiliate East West light released her fifth album Batters. I want to be with a sound more oriented to R&B and dance music it became one of her most commercial commercially successful albums on this album she had the two most commercially successful singles of of her career keep on Keeping on featuring the R&B group uh, Escape, which was by the way featured on the Sunset Park soundtrack, um, and the Puff Daddy remix of his song Cold Rock A Party, hmm, and uh, featuring Missy Elliott with both, she achieved gold certifications in the U.S. market and for Keep keep on keep it on she also won a soul Train lady of the soul awards in the category of the best R&B soul of rap video in 1997 she collaborated with the single Billy Lawrence on the single come on um, of course from 1998 follow up seven and seven was a critical cassette uh, critical success but received Lackluster commercial reception, which resulted in Light Light leaving East West Records. From 1999 to 2013 collaborations and releases independently. Yes, she went the independent route, of course. In March 2003, Light released the independently produced record, The Underground Heat featuring Jamie Foxx. The album has little commercial impact and mixed reviews, but does earn a Grammy nomination in the female, the best female rap vocal performance category for the single "Ride With Me." She was also nominated for best female hip-hop artist at the BET Awards. Uh, MC Light's song "My Main Aim" was the title song of the basketball video game NBA Live 2005 by EA Sports. In 2005, uh, she released two songs produced by Richard Wolfie Wolf. (laughs) Cool. Can I get it? Can I get it now? And don't walk away. (laughs) Um, During October 2006, MC Light was one of the honored artists of VH1's annual awards show, Hip Hop Honors. She was joined by fellow female MCs, The Brat, Remy Ma, and Lil' Kim as they performed some of the, some of her tracks, such as Cha Cha, Liar's Rock, Paper Thin, and Roughneck. She became the first female MC to, to, to be inducted into the VH1 Hip Hop Honors. In 2007, uh, she released a song called Mad At Me, and in 2008, two songs called Juke Joint and get light in 2009, a song titled Brooklyn was released as well as Craven. Um, 2013 to present, legend and following projects in 2013, MC Light received a lifetime achievement award at the 2013 Hip Hop Inaugural Ball. She was the first female solo hip hop artist to receive BTS I and Hip Hop Icon. Lifetime Achieving Award, um, Dear John um, featuring Common and 10 Beats was released on September 9th, 2014 and peaked on the Billboard Twitter uh, trending 140 chart at number three. After 12 years without an album, MC Light's eighth album Legend came out on April 18, 2015. Ball featuring Lil Mama and A.V. and Check are also singles from the album. During 2018, she continued to release a strand of singles of which was easy in response to a British audience claiming that artists who recorded New Jack Swing were sexually explicit. In January 2019, the Trailblazer Award at the Trumpet Awards in Atlanta with rappers Yo-Yo, Little Mama, The Brat, Big Tigger, and DJ k rock helping to celebrate with a performance. Hold on, let's see how much time I got here. All right. Um, should I go over? Um okay, so influences, style, and rapping technique. MC Light has considered artists such as Salt and Pepper, Rakem, um, Roxanne Shante, Dougie Fresh, Boogie Down Productions, cool Dee, Shirac from Funky Four Plus One. Run DMC and B-Daddy Kane as her inspirations early in her musical career. In an interview with XL in 2013, White talks about the influence in her early days of Nelly Mel and Grandmaster Flash and the Famous Five. She also claimed to know all the words on the Curtis Boy records. Throughout her career has also paid tribute to other artists such as Spoonie G, Slick Rick, The Rocksteady Crew, Ella Cool J, and Queen Latifah. In an interview with The Source in 2013, when asked about her motivation to record her latest album, Legend, Light said she was inspired by Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, and Drake, among other rappers. Her style of rap has been described in the book Listen Rap, Exploring a musical genre as mid-tempo but aggressive, um, lots of explosives, and carefully articulated with emphasis on end rhymes. Well, um, let's see. Um, nah, I didn't even know she she's been acting. So let's get we're gonna get into that and. Um, as far as the legacy, um, we'll get into that as well. And we'll go to the, the discography. Because I already. Um, I'll save the discography part for um, when we get to the uh, um, Spotify. So, so we'll go over there next. All right. So our first acting role was in 1991. and off Broadway theater played titled Club Twelve. A hip hop twist on 12th Ninth alongside White Club Jean, Lauren Hill, and Lisa Nicole Carlson. Um after she made her film debut in 1993 movie titled Fly by Fly by Night alongside Jeffrey Sams, Ron Bryce, and Steve Gomer, she also starred other films such as A Love Tale, Train Ride, silver brand players ball in 2011 she guest starred in the regular show episode wrap it up portraying a member of a hip-hop group also including characters voiced by Tyler the Creator and childish Gambino light signed with the production unit duck the, the moon for three years and eventually made a deal with Cyrus no serious satellite radio light also made appearances on the following television shows, Lyric Cafe, Hip Hop Honors, and Black in the 80s. In June 2006, White was interviewed for the documentary, The Rap Record, Part Two. Um, MC White talked about her career in rap um, and what it was like during the beginnings of hip hop. She also performs a concert of her most Famous hits. The program is produced by Rex Barnett. In 2007, Light joined the cast of MTV Celebrity Rap Superstar and coached Shaw Jackson to a hip-hop MC victory in a mere eight weeks. In 2017, Light played detective um, McKenna Daniels in the drama series Tales. Immediately following she played DA special agent Katrina Casey Walsh in the police drama, Squat, and Tiffany in TV One production, um, loved to death. Life Light has been featured on television as herself on such shows as In Living, Col- in Living Color, Malisha, uh, Cousin Skeeter, New York Undercover, My Wife and Kids, and sisters in the name of rap. She also acted on TV in such shows as In the House, Get Real, Half and Half, Queen of the South, and The District. In 2020, White starred in Bad Hair, directed by Justin um, Simian, and Syl- Sylvie's Love, a period piece set in the 1960s opposite Tessa Thompson. Of course, business and commerce mc light open on uh, chattel a los angeles boutique that specialized in accessories from belts to sunglasses And quote we sell a mixture of new and vintage items she explained we also have a few signature pieces that are done just for the store we we boost to uh, bring a little new york flavor out of out here to california <clears throat> In 1997, M.C. Light launched SUNY Girl Incorporated, a global entertainment firm that specializes in artist management and development, production, and creative services and consulting. VoiceOver in 1996, M.C. Light began doing voiceovers, working on a short, um, short live BET show called The Boot, and doing some branding for the Stars Network, tied um, AT&T, the National Urban League, and many others. She did the voice of Tia for the Mattel toy line Diva Stars from 2000 to 2002. So um, DJ MC Life served as the DJ of choice at Michael Jordan's 50th birthday celebration at his 2013 wedding reception and at jane leno's farewell party um light has gone on to provide music for the image awards nissan google black enterprise and many others speaker mc light has spoken at colleges and universities for organizations around the globe and with notable people like um ayana uh, vance vance Russell Simmons and Soledad O'Brien bringing a message of empowerment from a book, Unstoppable, igniting the power within to achieve your greatest potential. She also partnered with the Third Guard Marshall College uh, College Fund on the lead on the I Lead International Tour in South Africa to empower. Uh, to empower the continent's youth and up and coming leaders. Um, In 1981, MC Light was featured in TV infomercials promoting pro-abortion rights, political action, the most exciting women in music, alongside um, Karina Julia Cunning, Kim Gordon, Sonic Youth, Lady Miss Keir, um, D Light, Kate Pearson, the B52's crystal Waters, um Tina Weymouth <laughs> oh shit talking heads <laughs> tom tom club oh wow um in february 2006 her diary, her diary as well as a turntable records and other associate- assorted um ephemera from the early days of hip hop were donated to the Smithsonian Institution. This collection entitled Hip Hop Won't Stop the Beat, The Rhymes, The Life is a program to assemble objects of historical relevance to the hip hop genre from its inception. MCU Light served as the president of the Los Angeles chapter of the Recording Academy. from 2011 to 2013 um she was the first african-american woman to serve in this role hold on one second folks all right okay where was i she was the first african-american woman to serve in this role she is the founder of hip hop sisters foundation which presented two one hundred thousand dollar scholarships to college students each of the first two years of its inception and three fifty thousand dollar scholarships as part of its hashtag educate our men initiative during its third year during the soul train music awards red carpet pre-show hmm yes that's interesting right there so legacy greg prado of all music referred to her as one of the first female rappers to point out the sexism and misogyny that often runs rampant in hip-hop, often often taking the subject head on lyrically in her songs. The Birmingham Times has credited her for helping trans, transition hip-hop from the feel-good party vibe of the late 1970s into a socially conscious form of expression as the rapper addressed issues like racism, sexism, and the drug culture that has been affecting the African American community. Billboard, The Washington Post, and NPR have cited her as a hip hop pioneer. MC Light has influenced the work of later female rap figures such as Queen Latifah, little Kim, The Brat, Missy Elliott, Laura Hill, Moni Love, Eve, Rhapsody, um, and Flo Millie, as well as rock artist Jack White. Also, about.com ranked her number 26 on their list of the 50 greatest MCs of our time from 1987 to 2007, and number six in the greatest rappers ever survey organized by NME. Furthermore, Vibe magazine has referred to MC Light as the queen of rap. Um, and of course of course we went over the albums which is life as a rock eyes on this act like you know ain't no other bad as I want to be seven and seven uh, the underground heat volume one and legend which is the last album of course and uh, yeah so yeah, she's also in Way Home. I'm not too sure exactly, but um, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna go into our last um, our last um music artist, um, Cassie. So. Cassandra Elizabeth Ventura, born August 26, 1986, known known professionally as Cassie, is an American singer, songwriter, model, actress, and dancer, born in New London, Connecticut. She began her career as a result of meeting record producer Ryan Leslie in late 2004, who later signed her to Next Selection Lifestyle Group. During... This time, Diddy heard Me and You in the Club, and Leslie convinced him to partner his Bad Boy Records with Leslie's um, next selection imprint for the release of her debut album. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, let's see. Um, Cassie's self, self-titled debut album studio album was released on in August 2006 peaking at number four on the Billboard 200 chart and features the Billboard Hot 100 top three hit me and you in 2008 Cassie released the single official girl featuring Lil Wayne in 2009 she released the singles must be Love" featuring Diddy and Let's Get Crazy featuring Akon and signed a record deal with Interscope Records in April to, in April 2013. Cassie released her debut mixtape Rock, Rockabob Baby, which was promoted with the music videos of Numb featuring Rick Ross and Paradise featuring Wiz Khalifa. Apart from music, Cassie is signed to a modeling agency uh, Wilhelmina Models and One Management. Cassie has modeled for Calvin Klein One and has been featured in magazines including GQ and Bust and becoming the face of ASOS 2013 Spring Collection. Cassie has appeared in adverts for Delia's Adidas, Apercrombie, and Fitch. 17 and a commercial for Clean and Clear. Cassie has also ventured into acting. She made her film debut in Step Up to The Streets. Um, okay. Cassie, of course, obviously, um Cassie Ventura was born in 1986 in New London, Connecticut, the daughter of a mother of African American, Mexican, and West Indian descent, and a Filipino father, she attended the Williams School, a preparatory school, located on the Connecticut College campus. At age fourteen, Cassie began modeling, and by sixteen was modeling for local department stores, daily's fashion catalog, and seventeen, Cassie also briefly appeared in. R&B singer Mario's Just a Friend 2002 music video. Encouraged by producer Rockweiler. Um Cassie took vocal lessons, modern ballet, as well as using her school's performing arts program. Cassie finished high school in 2004 and then moved to New York City, where she returned to modeling and classes at the Broadway Dance Center. She began booking print and commercial modeling gigs and being represented by meter uh, Models, <clears throat> obviously Brian and Leslie spotted Casty at clubs and parties in late 2004. The two wrote a duet called "Kiss Me," and after recording the track, Leslie played the song for music executive Tommy Motola. Matola offered Cassie a management deal and she signed her to Next Selection Lifestyle Group, his music media company he founded with online marketer marketing partner Rashid Richmond. Leslie wrote and produced Cassie's first single, Me and You, in 2005. The song became a club hit in Germany. During this time, Diddy heard Me and You in a club and, um, Leslie convinced him to partner his Bad Boy le- Records with um, with Leslie's Next Selection and print for the release of Cassie's debut album. Of course, um, Ryan Leslie produced most of the album, which is a mix of R&B, hip hop, pop. Ventura said in an interview, I rap, I sing, I do my R&B, I do st- do my slow songs and stuff that the girls would love um um let's see I have a down south joint I have a rock song that I did with my girls band this band called pretty boys she paid tribute to her Filipino culture by incorporating opm sounds into sound into some of the Ballards. The album Cassie was released on August 8th, 2006, and sold 321,000 copies in the United States. The album's least single, Me UP that number three on the Billboard Hot 100, selling more than 1 million digital downloads. To promote her album, Cassie performed on Total Request Live and 106 in part um, BET's Top 10 Live. Um her performances were described as Rocky and less than Stella, but Diddy said that it it, it was due to her inexper- inexperience. He said that he would be with her through her development and that he was he has no question on her ability um, to, to sing. Cassie addressed the events on her MySpace page, saying that she is aware that her performances were pretty bad and that she was still getting over stage fright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so MTV reported uh in June 2007 that con- contrary to rumors Cassie had not been dropped from Bad Boy Records after releasing two singles from her subtitle ab- debut album. They said that She was in the studio working with producers Kanye West and Pharrell Williams on her second album. It was also reported that Cassie was no longer collaborating with Ryan Leslie, who had produced the majority of her debut album. However, the singer later stated that she was open to collaborating with Leslie again. According to Bad Boy A&R Daniel Skid Mitchell, rather than largely relying on the one songwriter-producer, the new album's mix of writers and producers, as well as her own co-write input, makes it a more personal record um, for her. Additional uh, production on the album um, came from Seven and LV, as well as Diddy himself cassie said that she had also collaborated with akon the neptunes danja eric hudson the surf club and rob holiday although she was not sure which tracks were going to be included on the album commenting on the number of producers on the album cassie said that she collaborated with a lot of different producers and a lot of a lot of different writers which was an amazing opportunity for me because on my first album one producer Ryan Leslie straight through which was fun but it was nice to experience other people yeah 2008 to 2013 Um. Okay, so in 2008, Cassie made her film debut as Sophie Donovan in the the dance film um, Step Up to the Streets. Cassie also sang the lead single, It Is You, to the Step Up soundtrack. The song was released on November 13, 2007, and peaked at 85 on the Canadian Hot 100 and 52 in the united kingdom in july 2009 cassie announced that her second studio album's title would be electro love cassie said that her new album will demonstrate more independence there will be a difference in vocals a little bit more personality and it's definitely a sensual album three singles have been released from the album official girl featuring Lil wayne in august 2008 must be Love" featuring diddy in april 2009 and let's get crazy featuring um akon in august 2009 although three singles failed to chart in the united states after several delays it was announced in december 2009 that cassie has signed a new record deal with interscope records she is featured in a spread in the August-September issue of Bust, in which she said a new single will be released in the fall. She has recently told her Twitter followers that she is still in the studio recording for her album. At the time of an October 2010 interview with um, Headquarters, a and um, Daniel Skid Mitchell said that Cassie had already recorded around Fifty songs for the album, Mitchell said that she was taking her time over the album because she is keen for it to be something that people are going to respect. She also appeared in rapper Wiz Khalifa's um, "Roll Up" music video as his love interest. Um, Cassie's um released the single "King of Hearts." Which was released in the United States on February 14th, along with the official music video. Uh, on April 24th, 2012, Cassie performed the, the single uh, Lift for the first time at the BET's uh, 106 and part music video show. She concluded the performance with a brief dance number. Set to the Kanye West remix of the song along with four dancers after the performance, Cassie and Lone Six and Park were worldwide training topics on Twitter and it received mostly um, mixed to positive reviews from various outline media outlets. The single on um, Balcony featuring young Jeezy um, was then sent to U- U.S. urban radio stations on September 18, 2012. On September 13, 2012, Nicki Minaj released the debut single off her re release album, Pink Friday Roman, re- 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 Roman Reloaded. Sorry about um, the tongue twister. The re up titled The Boys featuring Cassie. The song was then sent to urban radios on september 25th and a music video released on october 18th um in july 2012 cassie announced in a letter to the fans that she has been working simultaneously on her album and a new mixtape titled rockabye baby rockabye baby was released on april 11 2013 and was named the best mixtape of the year by dazed and confused the mixtape saw the release of Numb featuring American rapper Rick Ross on April 2nd, along with the song's accompanying um, music video. And Paradise featuring rapper Wiz Khalifa premiered on April 9th, 2013. a lost out the video on BT 106 well, and Park. In April 2013, it was announced that Cassie was the face of the summer 2013 Forever 21 collection. Um course, 2013, no, excuse me, 2016 to the present, mm-hmm. second studio album in other endeavors. In 2015, Cassie's boyfriend, rapper Diddy, announced he would return. To producing and reviewed, he would be producing songs for Cassie's second studio album. In 2016, it was announced Cassie will return to acting, playing the lead role in the romantic comedy *The Perfect Match*, um, released on March 11th, 2016. The um, Billy Woodruff directed film stars uh, Cassie alongside Terrence J, who plays Charlie. A successful Playboy who doesn't believe in love until he crosses paths with a sexy Eva. Played by Cassie. In late 2017, she released the singles Love a Loser featuring American rapper G Easy and Don't Play It Safe. In January 2019, she after ending her relationship with Diddy and leaving Bad Boy Records, Cassie entered the studio with the likes of producers Chris and Teeth and team and singer-songwriter Ro james throughout summer 2019 cassie released several singles moments with the cold excuses hungover don't let it go speaking of roller coaster featuring Ro james teach me and simple things via her her own ventura music label the series of releases was dubbed free fridays by cassie and served as a teaser ahead of the release of her long-awaited second album. Let's see. Mmm, okay. Um all right so all right artistry and public image. Okay Cassie's musical sound is RB pop and hip hop soul. Her voice has character and ability. Cassie cites Alia, Jennifer Lopez, Christina Aguilera, Madonna, Stevie Wonder, Nine Inch Nails, Britney Spears, La Lupé, Mariah Carey, Faith Evans, and Usher as musical influences. Cassie also refers to herself as a diehard Janet Jackson fan, continuing to say, "I love the, I love to emulate Janet Jackson's career totally. Janet Jackson is incredible and fantastic." from her moves to her voice cassie debut album was r&b and pop rock with urban and contemporary r&b styles the r&b um contained looming synthesizers synthesizers um patterns and ice cream truck melody to get (laughs) ice cream truck melody Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, man. To give it a a slightly twisted and threatening edge, as well as containing flappant playfulness. Rockabob Baby is an R&B and and hip-hop mixtape that featured dark and a raw laid-back vibe. Cassie is known for being a style icon due to her edgy style and feminine and sophisticated fashion. Cassie is also known for setting the trend among women of shaving their hair. After Cassie shaved hers in 2009, influenced by Punk, she has cited Kate Morris as her style influence. Well, damn, that's not the only thing that she made. Wow. Um, yeah, I think that's, Wow um yeah um yeah so she won some awards Um. 2007 um nrj music awards international revelation of the year um she got a nomination for that one uh ascap pop music awards most performed songs me and you won uh, 2012 MVP awards best direction of a female artist King of Hearts and of course King of Hearts won for best R&B uh, awards and of course best art direction the boys Down nomination and 2017 Toyota Bold Awards beauty bar of the year herself which is which is Cassie who won that award. Um, and I think that's going to do it. I think it's going to do it for um, hang on a second. And I think that's going to do it for this episode 59 right here. So listen, man, you like what you heard in today's episode, please feel free to make a charitable donation So by showing some love. With whatever amount of money you decide to put um, it doesn't matter if it's a lot of money um, don't worry about that it's all about doing the best you can as a human being to you know make sure you are um, you don't stress yourself out over this so um, so so yeah there you go so the cash app is um, Dollar sign G money stacks 555 as dollar sign capital G lowercase m o n e y capital s lowercase t a c k z um 555. Um, it's not about bringing the bank, folks. It's all about um, whatever amount of money you decide to put, um, will be appreciated, right. Now we're going to go to a little thing that i like to call. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have time for it, but I'm going to go to the other one. I'm going to go to the other one, man. I'm not going to get to podcast free game mechanisms today, but most likely I'll do it next time. But um, the very last segment that I'm going to do is is, of course, Stream choices on the go, and you guys know what this is, and this is pertaining to the and this is pertaining to me informing you where you can listen to the episodes first and foremost, the social media handles where you can. Find me, of course, you can find me on 17 Live, which is G Money Stacks Queens, New York. And you can also follow the show Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast alongside with my other shows. Um Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast. Um, I just recorded episode 20 21. I just recorded episode 21. It will be released on Thursday. Um on audio streaming platforms and and of course my number one show that just made a year and it's going on to a second anniversary which is off the meat rack chains new york podcast on facebook and instagram alongside with my um, primary handle on the gram which is g money stacks 555 in queens new york make sure you turn on your notifications so you can be so you can be informed so you could be able to keep up with the updates of when I'm dropping these episodes and all that other stuff. So there you go right there. So um and by the way um for you folks out there that's listening and watching, um I did manage to um you know create a way for you guys to actually leave a voice message in case you guys have any questions for me um any um any particular topic ideas of music artists and and um tv shows movies um any games any any gaming news i might start doing some gaming news in case i don't have any games to actually review in the future so i'm going to actually do some gaming news in the future so um we'll see what's going Going on with that one right there, and I am still going to do some uh, reviews on the podcast shows that I've been listening to. So, um, so yeah, that's gonna really, it's gonna really be. This is gonna be interesting. So you know what I'm saying? This is gonna be very interesting. Um, this is gonna be very interesting. So I have to really believe that it's going to be gonna be rocking so there you go so anyway um so meticulous vodges podcast right um you can go to the link in bio where it says um link tree slash meticulous vodges podcast make sure you are able to go to the link where it has the name of the show on anchor.fm and when you go there you're gonna see the word message and when you see the word message you're gonna click on it and you can either leave a voice message from your phone your iphones your android phones of course you can do it on a laptop as well with a microphone and some headphones and um and yeah so <clears throat> speaking of anchor which is the first thing. Make sure you subscribe and follow this follow um Meticulous podcast review show on every audio streaming platform that I am about to start mentioning. And of course, don't forget to um don't forget to leave five stars. Um you know what I'm saying? Um so there you go there we go. So um we're on anger, audible, audacity, amazon music. Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Play FM, um, Pocket Cast, Pod Friend, Potter um, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Pod Chaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcast. Don't forget to leave a five star rating on Podchaser, Podfriend, and Spotify. Five stars will be appreciated. Um, we are also, on, the show is also on Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcast. And don't forget to follow the show on there. And don't forget to follow my other podcast shows that's also on there, which is excellent fun vibrant podcast. And and the and Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast is also on there, too. So make sure you guys follow there as well. And last but not least, the YouTube. Make sure you grab that subscribe button and tap the noni noni bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes in the air via live stream. Stay tuned for more video content. Upcoming episodes, previous episodes. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and topics. Of course, make sure you download the episodes, uh, even the ones that's your favorite. Um, share the episodes, share the videos. Tell a friend to another friend. Spread the word, word of mouth, and you know, give me your feedback, your feedback and with your thoughts by expressing yourself is very important to me uh, what you thought about the topics of the stuff that i reviewed and stuff like that and if you have any ideas um feel free to dm me on the gram which is GmoneyStacks 555 in queens new york and of course you know don't forget, and make sure you share the podcast along with the audio streaming platforms with the link that says Linktree slash Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast. And also do the same on Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast and my um, other YouTube channel page, G Money Sex 555. Make sure you catch up on all the episodes of Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast. Make sure you catch up on the episodes from from new to previous on my um, primary um, YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555, with Off the Meat Rat Change New York podcast episodes on there. And do the same right here. Uh, Make sure you um, catch up with the new and previous episodes of Meticulous Vyjus podcast on there. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, download. Uh, make sure you make sure you follow the shows or artists on all your streaming platforms. Make sure you subscribe, all that good stuff right there. So there you go, right there. Listen, man. Um. Yeah, listen. Um. That's gonna do it for me. Um. I wish you guys. Um. The best of luck in your adventures, and um, although I didn't have enough time to actually do podcast mechanisms, but I will say this though, I will say this though for the new podcasters, for the people that's interested in making a podcast. Um, of course, this was supposed to be the podcast um, freeze. Um, game mechanism segment but I'm not gonna have time to do that but I'll just give you some tips yes to start a podcast of course you need you need headphones you need a microphone right here you also need a laptop or computer you also need a, a unique title of your podcast don't worry about the people who don't like your shit it's all about what makes you happy not your parents, not anybody else in corporations and all that other shit. It's not about that. It's about you. You matter mentally, physically, and spiritually. Remember that. And also, um, um, you can also make an account with StreamYard as well. Um, and all that good stuff as far as like the creation tools, the the uh the banners, the the um, creating your own brand on here. You can you have your talking points. Um, you can you, you can actually put your email address or your or the name of your podcast show email address on there. Um, you're gonna see um, get login code. And when you get the login code, those, the people from Streamyard. Is also going to actually send you, um, send you um, an email with six numbers on there. So you want to be able to actually get get the numbers, copy and paste. When you when you copy and paste those numbers, you should be good to go on creating. A schedule on on when you want to do your live streams, and of course, you can send invite links to people that want to join the live stream chat. And if you and if I see you coming to the Streamyard um studio, I will add you to the live stream chat so you can chat with me on on the stuff that. Um, that I'm going to be talking about, and of course, if you want to chime in, that'll be that'll be good as well. So there you go, right there. So remember, follow. Remember, um, podcasting is not about pleasing the people that's listening and watching. It's all about what you think about the topics, with your thoughts and talks, facts and opinions. All right. Um. So yeah. So make sure you follow your goals and dreams. Make sure you um, make sure you do what makes you happy. Make sure you actually um, have creative control, ownership, and what am I forgetting? Oh, the grind does not stop and hard work pays off and don't rush the process it's very important for the people that's that's interested in creating a podcast it's very important that you have uh, some confidence behind the microphone as you are recording your episodes and as you are able to record your episodes and drop them. And of course, Anchor is a recommendation. You can create an account with Anchor.fm on the website. You can download the Anchor app on your Android tablets, your, your iPhones, your iPads, and of course, your um, Android phones as well. And of course, you can do it on your laptop as well. So that way you'll be able to have the creation tools for you to actually be able to get sound effects and everything else in between. So there you go, right there. Um, so yeah, like I said, that's gonna do it for me. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in and rocking with me. I'm off this shit. I'll see you guys in the next episode. And and of course. Have yourselves a good night. Set this out folks if you like what you heard i need your help on a couple of things i need you to go follow the show's page on instagram meticulous vibe juice podcast alongside with off the meat rat chains new york podcast and you can follow me also on my primary handle on the gram which is G Money Stacks 555 in queens new york for more postings of each episode with the topics also go to youtube and grab the subscribe button enable alerts of the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live via live stream more video content like comment on the episodes with the topics upcoming episodes previous episodes that will automatically be posted to the youtube channel page Share the videos, spread the word. Be sure to download your favorite episodes. Tell a friend to tell another friend. Share the podcast with audio streaming platforms with your friends. And also tell us what you think about the episodes and the topics and and what you thought about the um, topics as well. And what topics you think we should talk about next to review. Um. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening to the show. Peace and one love.